to the Morning Word Podcast. This is your host, Brother David, and I hope you prepared your hearts to hear the Word of God from the man of God right now. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everybody in the podcast land. This is your host, Brother David, alongside Pastor John Matthews, once again in the house. And we are so blessed to be here. We're very thankful to everybody uh, that is continually supporting us. Uh, We've been doing this now a little bit over a year and a half, and uh, we've kind of grown it a little bit. We have uh, Sister Stephanie and uh, Sister uh, Kay Lovett. who are doing their uh, services and podcasts on Thursday. Uh, Definitely check them out. We encourage you to listen and support them. And, you know, the goal here is just so everybody can understand is, you know, we're here to help people get closer to Christ. Amen. You know, we, you know, our, one of our, one of our uh, statements is to reach, teach, and to love. Yes. So any opportunity that you have to uh, indulge in the word and get a little something out of it, it's just going to help you to be closer. It's going to give you the wisdom that you need, uh, the instructions that you need to go forward. Yes. So, Pastor, uh, today we were definitely blessed by um, Associate Pastor uh, Bobby Costin. Mm-hmm. And he definitely brought it forth a good word, just right. That's right. <laughs> just right. Yes. Amen. And, uh, you know, he laid it out extremely well, gave a beautiful opening, uh, talking about Goldilocks and... <laughs> And the three pairs, yeah, which I thought tied it in beautifully. Oh, he painted a picture. <laughs> yes, he did. Amen. And uh, you know, we, we're definitely having visitors come. Um, and the reason why I'm saying this, and people are saying, "Why you're telling Pastor this?" Because uh, maybe Pastor, if you want to share a little bit of what you've been doing. Yes, uh, in in uh, in my new role, I'm taking more of a, a leadership. Uh, 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 you know, a heavy leadership role with the Suncoast Baptist Association and the, and the churches in our denomination in Pinellas and Southwest Pasco counties, and that requires me to get out and see other pastors, uh, visit other churches, see what they need, and in some cases, as was today, uh, I had a church that just lost their pastor two weeks ago, and uh, they they needed a word and. Um, I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to go, but also that God gave a word that really was fit for them. It really uh, helped encourage them uh, at, at this particular time. So uh, I'll be out doing more of that. Uh, always be at the 8 o'clock service, but uh, during the second hour, uh, you know, I'll be kind of all over the place. You know, and I bring that up to help people understand that, you know, it's it's more to than just pastoring a church. Oh, yeah. And and we have to understand that, you know, where God needs us, we have to be. Yes. And, and it's important for us to be available for him to use us in these opportunities. Reasons are, and seasons. Yeah. And there are different reasons for what God will have you to do during different seasons. And I'm I'm just in a different season now. Yeah, and we so so one of the key things, and I know this may not be on our subject tonight, but I just want to bring this up is having that that level of sensitivity to hear God, and knowing what direction He wants us to go. Yep. 
And it's critical and it's important because oftentimes we make decisions based on emotions, based on our own intellect, based on uh, what other people say or what may feel right or sound right because uh, it looks good. But is it what God has ordained? Is this every Lord? good idea is not a God idea? Amen. Amen. Uh, so with that, we're going to go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Father, we come before you once again, giving you all the glory and the thanks and the praise for you are so wonderful and kind and just and long suffering. Uh, Lord, we thank you for everything that you have done uh, thus far and what you're about to do. And we ask you, Lord, to continue to use us, Lord, to bring forth a word, to bring forth understanding with clarity, Father. Speak to our hearts, speak to our minds, Lord, so that we can speak to your people, Lord, and give them ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. We'll give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So uh, today we want to just kind of jump over into the book of Acts, the eighth chapter. Uh-huh. And, you know, we, we want to talk about um, certain things that often happen in church that we don't realize um, because we are so uh, inundated with, with, the, with the way the world has taught us. And then we think that this is the same way it has to be in the church. Yeah, you, you, the, the, the misnomer is that it, it transfers, that it, uh, you know, the, it, those, the, that it carries over. Yeah. Some things do. Some things don't. Well, in all actuality, you know, if we were really to, to be transparent and honest, it's the world that has embraced the principles of the gospel, not mm-hmm. even realizing it. Mm-hmm. And that's why it seems that it translates to the church because they got it from the church. Yes. And and but oftentimes there are certain things uh, that um, certain cultural mindsets, certain beliefs that are embraced in the world, unfortunately, don't work in the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today we want to, uh, if we were to give it a subject title, we want to say, uh, what got you there won't get you here. Yes. And so we're going to come from the book of Acts. If yeah, you Acts 8, mm-hmm. uh, beginning of verse 1, and this is important that we start at verse 1. And Saul approved of his execution. Now, we're speaking about Stephen, the great man of God, the deacon, mm-hmm. And, you know, he preached a, a wonderful message and lost his life because of it. They, they stoned Stephen to death. Mm-hmm. And there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Devout men buried Stephen and made great lamentation over him. But Saul was ravaging the church and entering house after house. He dragged uh, off men and women and committed them to prison. Mm. So this is, in technical terms, what is called the the diaspora, uh, where the saints of God, they were pretty much all having a, a big happy time right there in Jerusalem. And when the persecution came about, uh, suddenly they wanted to be somewhere else. Mm. Uh, the apostles stayed. Uh, the you know the the twelve or mm-hmm. by then about nine left, uh, but everybody else went, went went other places. This actually was a plus. Mm-hmm. 
you know, the, the circumstances, uh, Stephen being a martyr, being stoned to death, big negative. But getting the, the, the new Christians out of their comfort zone so that they would go other places and go with the gospel. Amen. And even the, they, we saw in, in Acts chapter 6, not just Stephen, but there were other men that were made leaders. Yes. And, and all of them now are, are headed out and going other places, but they're taking this gospel. They're taking this good news. They're taking this truth with them. Yeah. And, you know, that's one thing to keep in mind. Whenever there's a disruption in your life, mm-hmm. something that's happening, uh, the first thing we got to look at is, all right, what is God trying to tell me? Yes. Where does, you know, what does he need me to do in this particular situation? Mm-hmm. Does he need me to go out or does he need me to be still? Yeah. Because that's God, what we God uses everything. Right. And uh, something I always uh, remember, the worst thing that happens to you can be the best thing that happens uh, to you. Uh, if it doesn't get the best of you, you know, some of the, the tough situations, uh, we think they're made to break, but no, they're, they're made to make. Yeah. In in Bible study and also in the message today, you know, the two things that we kind of brought out was the uh, prosperity and the adversity. Mm-hmm. God ordains both. They all have their place. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, prosperity can help you to be a blessing to somebody else. As well as adversity, you know, there's a balance between the two. Oh, some of our growth doesn't come from the 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 easy street of prosperity; it comes from the tough road of adversity. Amen, amen. But now, uh, with they're spreading out, and uh, verse four says, "Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word." Philip, or the, uh, one of the deacons, went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them. The Christ. And the crowds with one accord paid attention to what was being said by Philip. When they heard him and saw the signs that he did, for unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who had them, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. Mm. So there was much joy in that city. So here's here's uh here's Philip, uh you know, look look at how much how much more he's able to do in a, in fertile ground in a brand new place, oh off of the the heels of, of persecution, and and Stephen being murdered, amen. In verse nine it says, but there was a man named Simon who had previously practiced magic in the city and amazed the people of Samaria, saying that he himself was somebody great. They all paid attention to him from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the power of God that is called great. And they paid attention to him because for a long time he amazed them with his magic. But when they believed Philip, as he had preached good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Even Simon himself believed. And after being baptized, he continued with Philip. And seeing signs and great miracles performed, he was amazed. Mm. 
Yeah, uh, looking at this situation, you know, um, I'm glad that the Bible states his, you know, where he was at prior to him believing. Yes. uh, And what he did. Yeah, it shows you how he got, uh, how he got uh, here, how he got to to this place of prominence, of, of great influence. Where he was considered, as it says, someone great, and they thought the whole uh, Samaria, they all thought, you know, highly of him. Yeah, from from the least to the greatest. From the least to the greatest. You know, so obviously there was a level of influence that he has. The magic, right? And he used that to his advantage, um, and it, and it and it caused you know many people to uh, be drawn to him and. Even today, the world is still working its magic. Yeah. Still having its influence, still uh, drawing people, still uh, causing people to, to think of, of its greatness. When I think of, of, of Hollywood, when I think of Disney World, when I think of uh, all of the major sports, uh, basketball, the NFL. Yes. You know, just uh, how people are just... You know they're they're wearing Giants jerseys of all things, and you know they're, <laughs> they're running around, you know, spending tons of money. I mean, a football t- a game. Uh, listen, I had a friend of mine uh, that went to uh, Jerry World, as they call it, but he went to the new uh, stadium uh, that the Cowboys play in in Texas, mm-hmm. and uh, the parking lot was so big uh, that he, I think, he had to take a. From the far end of the parking lot, he had to take a cab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't have one of those little, like, uh... It was so big. The parking lot was so big because this place holds so many people. And he was so far on the edge of the parking, he actually called a cab up to the building. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Then he's up in, in quote-unquote, the nosebleeds. Yeah, you know I mean, like, way up. And, and they have... Uh, one of the biggest television screens uh, in in the world. Mm-hmm. Actually, they have two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go, if I remember right, from the thirty, from the twenty to the twenty. Mm. So they're sixty yards long, and about fifteen or sixteen yards tall. That's those facing the, mm-hmm. the the longer sides, and then they have other ones on each end. There's actually uh, on the I think it's the, the uh, east end. Uh, there's like an outdoor area where you can kind of like hang out and whatever, and just watch one of the screens. <laughs> Not even be in the building, but you're paying money to to watch the screen and the food. I think hot dogs are like nine bucks, eight fifty nine bucks. You know, sodas, you know, seven eight bucks, and yeah, I mean, just and you so you paying like incredible amounts of money mm-hmm. to to watch a two and a half hour football game. You know, but this oh, I went to an NFL game. I was there. Mm-hmm. You know, when he caught the ball, I was right. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's almost quote unquote this magical experience of. Being there with hundreds of thousands cheering and mm-hmm. taking your money. 
I'm not saying it ain't fun to watch. <laughs> you know, you know, but but this is one man's vision that he created uh, an atmosphere that people will look to him to provide this. He's a billionaire. Yeah, to provide this experience. And and we look at that, mm-hmm. and, and 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 it captures us. Disney World, uh, you know, the Magic Kingdom. You know, you come and have this, you know, this wonderful experience at about mm, fifteen hundred a day. <laughs> so, I'm sweating in the line for two hours. I'm just saying, you know, uh, but when it comes to Christ, many a times uh, we look for the the same magic uh, in inside the four walls. You know, it, no, it ain't magic in 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 the church. It's the spirit, the power, and the presence of God. It's not this this uh, you know smoking lights. Focus, focus stuff. Focus, no, no, no. It's real, and it's powerful because the magic wasn't getting the paralyzed and the lame healed. Right. No, the 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 magic was not causing. Uh, the same level of joy. The magic wasn't causing the unclean spirits to cry with a loud voice and come out of many. Amen. Amen. What the magic was doing was putting money in Simon's pockets. Yeah. So it's hard once we've seen. And and not just that, too, but it's also building up his pride. There you go. There you go. Until you almost, man, if I could just do what Simon's doing. Wow. Look at how he's right. Yeah, they uh, the Bible says they all paid attention to him, mm-hmm. saying that this man is the power of God that is called great. They're talking yeah. about Simon. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, this e- and, and he's that, it this up. what this man, yeah. and that's all he was. Yeah, but he, but he wasn't giving credit to God. Right. It, it, I, I'm saying give man his due if what is if. His due is from what he's doing from, uh, for God. So we see him now um, moving on. He, mm-hmm. we, we see him beginning to captivate the people. He's got their attention. They're, they are Philip. feeding. No, no. Talk about Simon. Oh, Simon. Yes. Yeah. They're feeding his ego constantly. Mm-hmm. So he's getting all this on the inside. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of people, when they come into church, mm-hmm. especially if they have any level of notoriety that they yeah. obtain from the world, yeah. they expect that same um, treatment to yes. happen in the church. Stroking. They want to, you know, uh, I'm such and such, you know, I want to be up in the pulpit. Recognize, pat me on the back. All day long. I remember talking uh-huh. with uh, with uh, a young lady recently, and her husband is a pastor, and she was sharing with me how they had had uh, this this prominent businessman, mm-hmm. well, a Christian, and he joined their church, and uh, this guy was uh, uh, weighing the pot down. I mean, he was putting heavy cash uh, in the basket. Uh, he was writing uh, four and five figure checks, mm-hmm. uh, almost you know, uh, on a regular, on a regular, at an mm-hmm. instant. You never know. Oh wow, you know, so and so gave fifty thousand a day. You know, but then you know, in his mind, 
I should be in these places of, of influence that deal with decisions and money because so she said he went out of town and while he was out uh, they made the decision to recarpet an area in the church mm-hmm. he got back and saw the new carpet and was furious that they made a decision about the carpet uh, while he was out of town mm-hmm. without getting his input. Carpet. Yeah. But but in his mind, he had he had uh, achieved uh, uh, you know a, re- a a level of influence that they needed to respect. Yes. And and they needed to ask him for uh, his input. On certain decisions, carpet, and some people even that don't even uh, contribute at that level um, have that same issue. They just think because I'm all this in the world, yeah, that I'm I'm that and more, you know, amongst you little guys, exactly in the church, and so that you know you come into church with that same mentality, um, you know, that you need to recognize. Uh, who I am, uh, and you need to address us accordingly, uh, and and with God, not so. But what <laughs> what got you there in the world? What what made you all this and that, and corporately, you know, culturally, uh, community? That's not that's not what gets you any, any further or anywhere at all in the kingdom of God. Yeah. You know the one the one thing that I love about the gospel is it puts everybody on the same level playing field. Yes, it says very clearly. I think in Romans, we for all have sinned, oh, and come short of the glory of God. Yes, so we we will never measure up uh, to God, and the problem is we we acknowledge we don't measure up to God. So what do we do? We try to measure up against other people. Yes. You know, uh, you know, I, I'm a little closer to God than you. I'm a little more this or that. I'm deeper in the Word. Oh I'm, yeah. I, I, you know, I pray longer. I, you know, I, I speak in tongues. Oh, I do let, all- let me just say this. And I've seen people get messed up in the church because they did something, and people, oh man, you, you, you're really what a great speaker, mm-hmm. or wow, what a powerful prayer. And now they want to pray all the time. Yeah. Not because they're trying to talk to God, you know, <laughs> but they want the accolades, the stroke and the rub and the pat on the back, for, you know, for the for the for being that great speaker. They get drunk on that stuff. Yeah. And uh that's just not how God works. You know, and and that's oftentimes, you know, we we unfortunately had to deal with leadership like that for the last 4 years. <sighs> you know, um and, and this is this is a perfect example of what happens uh, when when we allow those types of situations to run rampant. Yes, not just in the world, but also in, in the, the church. church. Absolutely, and you don't help people. Uh, you you just simply don't help people when you get them to see God wrong, right? And see themselves in God wrong because God ain't blessing that mess. You know, I don't care what they may think. Uh, God ain't thinking that way. What what got you that notoriety and that that fame 
uh, in the world. Don't expect that to carry over and, and make you all this and that. Uh, no. It, it's God and him and Jesus and him crucified. Yes. You know, it, it, if I be lifted up, that's Jesus, not you, I'll draw all men to me. And, and so we have to humble ourselves and lift up the name of Jesus. You know, not what he, we do, but what he did mm-hmm. is what, what saves and changes the lives of people. You know, in, in verse 13, it, it states, he says, when Simon himself believed, mm-hmm. and after being baptized, he continued with Philip. Yes. And then this is the part right here. And seeing signs and great miracles performed, mm-hmm. he was amazed. Now, here's the thing. He's looking at the wrong thing, or at least he's looking at what he's looking at the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, people used to used to be amazed at me. And what I did. And what I did. Now, this is, this, this, you know, almost as if his greater magic is... is Causing them to go from watching me to to watching and being amazed at at him. Let me let me throw something at you, Pastor. Mm-hmm. So you know, in the church, church is terrible with this. A pastor uh, or ministry will do something, mm-hmm. and especially if it's broadcast or televised, and mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. churches see it. Copycat. They want to you know they want to run the same game. Oh yeah, let's do that, and this you know no. No, uh, I was speaking uh, at another church today, and I talked about how ministry is like a fingerprint. Amen. It's unique. Uh-huh. There'll be similarities, but if you just cut and paste what somebody else is doing into, uh, no. And sometimes we cut and paste not what somebody else is doing. We cut and paste stuff out of our minds. Yes. It's, it's never ministry. God's will is never for us to create. It is always for us to discover. Amen. And, and you know, oh, wow, I got a good idea. Mm-hmm. Every good thing is not a God thing. No, what you want to be able to say is, I got a God idea. He just gave it to me. <laughs> Let me tell you about it. But but this guy is actually becoming envious. It's like, how can I get a piece of that? Because he's on a whole nother level. Uh, treating it almost as if it was magic as well. And, and this is why we stress the importance. And, and you have to definitely set this in your mind. That when you come to Christ, mm-hmm. your mind has to be renewed. Yes. It has to be cleansed. Yes. It has to be purified from the way the world operates. Uh, Look, uh, if you are drinking something in a glass and you don't rinse it out and wash it and then you pour something else in there, you will mix all that stuff up. Yeah. When you come to Christ, you 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 really need to be sanctified. Yes. It, uh, cleansed of a lot of stuff so that it doesn't taint or, or, or poison uh, what God is doing, what God is giving. And, and for some people, it's a challenge. And, yes. you know, I, um, 
I, I hate to put it like the, uh, use this person, but uh, I th- I believe it was Kanye West who supposedly gave his life to Christ. I, I, I might be mixing up the stars or whatever, or the singers. Uh, but immediately, because he did, he was already given a platform to speak. Is that why? Because that's what he was used to in the world. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need that platform. No, he needs being you know, some disciple. He needs somebody to teach him how to pray. You know, get him started. You know, reading the Bible and, and learning the basics of salvation. You know, but because, and this is where churches mess up. But because of who they are. We allow them to have the level of influence that they have in the church. Now, some people oh, we, because because they had something that got them there. Uh, we think that we are allowed to to get to have them over here mm-hmm. at the same you know level of influence. You know, and especially in in recent years, when churches instead of making the gospel uh, what what uh, draws and transforms, they start using. Almost like gimmicks. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, the attractional model. Not attracting people to Christ. But no, you got programs. You know, oh, so-and-so comes at my church. He's, oh, they were having a conference and -and so-and-so is our speaker. And, you know, we're doing a workshop and -and so-and-so is our speaker. And we have speakers, you know, that come and speak and do and say, well, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So people are, oh, yeah, that church has really got it going on because they, no, 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 no. If nobody comes, mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. does God come? Amen. It's look, Peter showed up, mm-hmm. but Jesus showed up with him. The power of God. Yes. is is He, he was just an ambassador, an agent, just the hands and the feet. But it was the power of God that, uh, caused those unclean spirits to, to come out. It was the power of God that caused the soundness of bone and muscle for those lame people to to be able to be healed and to stand and walk on their own. It was watching that power of God in, in effect that caused the, the city to be so excited about the change that they were so full of joy. It's 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 important for us, and you know I'll, I'll throw this plug in here uh, for our Wednesday night Bible studies and how we talk about the importance of discipleship and learning where you are in the different stages that that is established throughout the Bible. Yes, uh, and and knowing you know that if you just given your life to Christ, you're basically just a new convert. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what you were in the world. Yes. Regardless what level of influence you had in the world. Yes. Now you're in Christ. Right. And, and you know, the big word that we hate uh, and we, we, we try to run from as much as possible is humility. We don't want to humble ourselves. When we need to run to it. You know, that's the thing that God will exalt in due season. Yes. Because but, you're, it's about him and not you. And, and. Not saying that God can't use you to have an impact for his kingdom, mm-hmm. but God has order. He doesn't operate chaotically. He does things in decency and in order. But when people don't get the mindset right, they end up trying to use him. Yes. Instead, instead of being a vessel that he uses. Yeah. It says in verse 14, 
Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John, Mm -hmm. who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Mm. For he had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Now when Simon saw that the Holy Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, so that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Now notice the the uh, the pronouns there. Mm-hmm. Give me this power. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, that I, I, on I, whom I lay lay my hands. I want to go a step back. He offered them money. Yes. How did he come to that conclusion? He had some bad thinking going on. He thought what what normally gets you here is what will get you over there. Yeah. He really saw them as kind of being just another level of him. And he wanted to move up to that level. And he was about making money and thought they were about making money too. And so a lot of people come out of the world into the Christian realm, into uh, the, the kingdom of God, still with the main, same uh, criteria for evaluation, still with the same mm-hmm. mindsets and heart sets. Mm-hmm. That's why transformation Amen. through the sanctification process, salvation is an event, but this process, this lifelong process of, of being more and more like Christ and that's in each and every way. Amen. In your thinking. Amen. In your trust, in your faith, in, in your emotions. All of that becomes discipline that it resembles more and more how and who Jesus is. And he simply was still a baby Christian, hadn't got there, hadn't gotten there, but but he wanted to get somewhere because he wanted to get back to to that comfort level of being of influence and in power. And, and the other thing I would also add to that is just he saw a method that thought that this is what I need to do yes. in order to get where I need to go. Yes. And and this is where a lot of people get messed up. God doesn't have one specific method of doing certain things. Mm-hmm. He, On purpose. Exactly. Because he doesn't want us to get caught up in the methodology. Food. He wants us to get caught up in him. Yes. In the relationship piece. It's a it's a faith walk. It's learning to trust. So so Peter said to him, may your silver perish with you mm. because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. You neither. You have neither part nor lot in this matter. For your heart mm. is not right before God. Now he he'd been baptized. He, he believed the Bible he believed, said he believed. But he his heart wasn't right. Yeah. And a lot of Christians, uh, they've come to Christ, but as baby Christians, uh, it's a heart issue in so many cases. 
In so many different areas. In so many different areas. And, I, you know, I can tell you for us, the, the, the short walk that I've been with God, mm-hmm. I still have certain heart issues that God is working with me. Battling every day. And, and that's why it is a critical for us to understand that we must die daily to and, our flesh. And I want, if you're listening, I want to encourage you, fight to give up control of your heart. Fight to give up control of your everything. Fight yourself so that you can get yourself totally into God's hands. Let your life purpose, your reason for living and breathing be the purpose that he has for you. Uh But you got to die. Yeah. Hold on. And you've got to do the killing. You got to die. You know, one thing thing I heard, (laughs) and I loved it, uh, God doesn't have God doesn't have a problem with the dead. It's the living. Yes, the dead will listen. The living won't. Yeah, dead dead to the world yeah. is how to become alive in Christ. And, and and I say that in in with the context of Lazarus. Yes, God called him. Mm-hmm. He listened. Yes, but he calls you, who's alive and well. Yes, we don't want to listen. Yeah, we don't want to obey. So Peter just just helped him to see where he really is. Yeah. What For I see that you are in the gall of bitterness. Well, actually, he told him, but first, repent. Oh, yeah, repent, therefore, of this wickedness of mm. yours. Yeah. And pray to the Lord, if possible, the intent of your, again, heart mm-hmm. may be forgiven. For I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. And Simon answered, pray for me to the Lord that nothing of what you have said may come upon me. I'm just hoping today, you that are with us during this time, where is your heart? What are your thoughts? What are your motives? What are your motives? Has, has there been a heart change? Has there, there been a transformation in your thinking? Do you want God's will, God's way? Is it really all about him? Or is it still somewhat about you? But know for a surety what got you to where you may be in the world won't get you to where you should be in Christ. Repent. Turn around in your heart set, in your mindset. See God's will. Seek God's plan. And see God do great things like, like he did through, through Philip to make others better. To the glory and honor, not, not in, in your name, but in his. Oh God, we're sorry.
but having things a little twisted. I pray, Lord, for myself, for David, for every listener. Cleanse our heart of whatever residue of wickedness, sinfulness, selfishness that's still there. And set our affections and our mind on you that others may be blessed and your name glorified. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. May God keep you. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Morning Word Podcast. We pray that you were blessed with what you heard today. You were able to get some insight on how to live a better life closer to God. If you wish to continue to listen to this word, please subscribe to our podcast on the following platforms. Apple's Podcast, Google Cast, Pocket Cast, and Spotify. If you wish to view us live during our services, just simply go to newpministries.org. That is newpministries.org, where you'll be able to stream live services on a weekly basis. And with that being said, we pray that you continue to reach, teach, and love somebody new. Have a blessed week.